Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When somebody had been talking for the last 17 minutes, we were having gremlins beforehand where I couldn't I couldn't hear uh, hear Paddy, and Paddy couldn't get his get his camera to work. We've literally been talking for the last seventeen minutes. We thanked Danielle for his super chat. We thanked Richard Nose, and we thanked da- Matt Hanlon. <laughs> we went down to every single person's comments that are in there, and somebody was saying the boys must be at mass. And I was there thinking to myself, is that because we only named eight subs? But we're after giving a serious rundown of what this team is, and we've we haven't been live. That's anyway. Team Sheet Tantrum is live. Better late than, uh, and we weren't even late. That was the gas thing. We're, we've been nattering away here time. since then. Yeah. We were on time, uh, which is the absolutely, yeah. So we've just had a holer there for, or something's yeah. had a holer there. Um, anyway, getting back to it. There's our team. Surprise, surprise, spoiler alert. Myself and Paddy had literally, we've been talking about whether McGinn is, uh, about the fact that McGinn could be, could play in the, it could, could, could shift positions during the middle of the game depending on how things are going and that's maybe why he's gone back into the sixth position and so on but yeah i do apologize everybody we've literally been talking we've literally been talking for the last 18 minutes and uh realized that we weren't live uh or something had switched us from being live to not being live i don't know i do apologize (laughs) Anyway, let's go down through the team for those for those beautiful people who have uh, who have decided to wait while we were actually having our own little podcast here to nobody. Um, <laughs> so Martinez, Cash, Conzemings, Alex Moreno comes in for Luca Dean, McGinn, Douglas Dorees, Ramsey, Buendia, Bailey, and Watkins. And what we spoke about there earlier, Paddy, was that I suppose it's no real surprise. Like, well, it it is a surprise based on what we thought might happen, but. When you're thinking to yourself, I suppose, when we were thinking, we should look back and seen that 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 history would be context in this instance here. And like Una Emery likes to play Bailey in away games, you know, and, and much and all as we were kind of thinking that, that maybe Bailey was going to be sat down for a few games just to get his head in order. You know, that threat of a of, of the counterattack is something that uh, Una Emery must like because that's why he keeps on playing Bailey in these away games. Yeah, well... It, it, that, it could be that that's just a coincidence and it's just who we're playing against. But yeah, um, 
I, we said beforehand that that's the one I'm not happy with. I'm also not happy that, that McGinnis sitting, appears to be sitting deeper. Um, we, we spoke at length about whether this is a, a double pivot or, or, two, or just one six there with Douglas Louise, but we'll, we'll find out that very early into the game as well. Um, but look, it's, it's as strong a team as I think he can put out. Um, I wonder, will we see Bertrand Triori get a run today? I'd like to see it happen. I'd like to see him back and see what he has about him. And also the big news is that Diego Carlos is on the bench, which is absolutely yes. amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Let's get we get on to Diego Carlos in a moment. Uh, because <clears throat> I had actually even read out Ashley Priest's tweet and everything like that. We were we were super tight and super smooth for that 17 minutes, and no one ever watched it. I was actually thinking to myself, I had stuff written down here and everything. I was talking to Paddy about segments that we were going to be talking about next and everything. I swear this was one of the best prepared tantrums I've had in a while. And of course, something, or maybe it was just me being a dunce. I would imagine it's just me being a dunce somewhere along the line. But getting back to, to J- John McGinn. Yeah. Here's a comment of the day, yeah, Neil. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> we refuse to come on. Um, that was what we were doing for you guys. It was like match of the day last night. You were going to get the team sheet tantrum amongst yourselves with no commentary or no studio comments. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but uh, John McGinn, obviously in there, and we were talking about whether was is it again? Is it? against the realms of possibility that we only play with one pivot in there, that Douglas Louise is that pivot man. And Paddy posed that question. And what I I, uh, I was saying to Paddy was, I think it was against Juventus uh, two years ago in the Champions League. Emery did did kind of play almost like a diamond system in midfield. He, play, he played uh, players, very, players uh, kind of as narrow wide midfielders like we've been doing so far with McGinn and with, uh, and with Ramsey. Then he played only one kind of pivot in front of the in front of the back four, with a, 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 a midfielder almost standing on the central circle, center circle, and the second striker he brought back to almost stagger that attack. So what it was was if if we were if we needed to bunker down, we could bunker down. We could have a two a two tiered attack then as we came forward and through tra- transitions we had a staggered formation when we were trying to transition the ball so we our, our wide players would get further wide but if we needed to go through the middle it was a staggered kind of formation and what that allowed and, and I watched this on, on on one of the um tactics podcasts as well it was really really in depth I can't remember which one it was I think it could have been breaking the lines or else it could have been uh the, one of the coaching masterclass ones but what it allowed um, Villarreal to do was really soak up the pressure away from home against against Juventus and then they were able to break and when they were able to break they were able to have options and you know there's one thing about breaking quickly but there's th- another another piece about breaking smartly and if you've got your your uh, central mid- or your uh, wide midfielders if they're a bit narrow and they move outwards like that they're going to drag people outwards and then when you've got that staggered effect of of uh of, of those that that midfielder literally on the center circle and somebody like Bailey who has pace who can then drag somebody else around it gives space in front of Ollie Watkins in front of him so that you could go uh, go with a long a long low ball into his feet because West Ham are going to play a three at the back and what this is trying to do is it's trying to open up that midfield area if you possibly can when we need to break at break at pace may work it may not work and we will see that i suppose 15 minutes into the game in all likelihood he's going to play two sixes he's going to play Luis and mcginn inside there but what we also spoke about paddy is um and i never actually got got your agreement on this before we uh before we found out we weren't going live but 
of all the midfielders that we have, do you think John McGinn being, obviously, if he is played in that six and we did need to change the formation into like that diamond formation, he's probably the only midfielder we have that can just switch mentality at the drop of a hat and go for it and just and feel comfortable just doing that because he doesn't really pigeonhole himself as a defensive-minded midfielder or a more creative type midfielder. Am I fair to say that, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um you could argue for Douglas Louise as well, but not not in the current system. We know he can play at eight. He, he probably prefers to play at eight, but he's uh, he's uh, obviously fitting in very well to this Unai Emery system. So he's been one of our players of the season. So, but yeah, other other than Douglas Louise, where there is an argument for him in attack as well, and we've seen him get in. We've against Spurs, he made some brilliant runs. He scored a goal. Um. So yeah, but. Agree with with John McGinn, and that's why I'm disappointed. He's got he'd probably be sitting deep rather than being his ever vest himself. And and he's been excellent since he came back into the team in in that in that wider position. So it will be a loss for us today. Uh, yeah, and and we spoke about Bubakar Kamara as well. We mentioned that I suppose some good news there is, and at the time when he was tackled, obviously the tackle didn't look good. It came from behind and it was just a nasty tackle. But in real time, I thought, oh, it didn't look like it was a break or a bad tear or a rupture or anything like that to me, albeit that afterwards when I saw the still shots that the ankle went, I thought it was more an impact thing. Unai Emery spoke really, really um, candidly, I think, to th- this week. And whether it was last, a last in translation moment or uh, whether he was uh, underplaying the injury or whatever the case was, it sounds like he could be back in the very, very short term, which is a huge, huge result for Villa. Yeah, he d- he didn't actually rule out him playing against Bournemouth next week. Yeah. Um, so, look, it's, it's absolutely brilliant news and great to hear. But obviously, I would have preferred to have him today and been at full, full tilt, especially when he is our without a doubt, our Rolls Royce and our, our best player. And and that system functions so well because of him in there. Now, we know he made a couple of mistakes. That's fine. He's allowed them. We all have them. We made a big mistake for 17 minutes today. But uh, look, he's he's going to be a big miss today. Um, but I'm very enthusiastic after listening to the, the press conference on Friday. Yeah, and I think that's great. And somebody else who has roared back onto the bench. If you can roar back onto the bench, I suppose. And uh, I went to great pains to, I was, I read, read uh, Ashley Priest's uh, tweet prior to, um, that, that he sent out there a moment ago. Um, and I do apologize to everybody. I'm only seeing the tweets here now, but everybody saying, ah, where are you? Um, <laughs> which, now, which now makes sense. There was somebody asking where we are mass as well. I said that to you there a while ago and, uh, no, I, I now finally get what that meant. But uh, Ashley Priest tweeted that there's an emotional day for Diego Carlos, who's back in the Aston Villa squad. 211 days since rupturing his Achilles. It's been a long, hard road to recovery. And Diego said everything in its time as he posted an Instagram via the Villa dressing room. And we've only seen him for a game, which was a bad game against Bournemouth. And then 93 minutes, I think it was. And then when he got injured against uh, against Everton. So um, mm. really great to see him on the bench. Really good to to, to have a, a player of his caliber back in and around the team. And uh, yes, I'm really looking forward. Like that immediately gives an upgrade to our defense or the possibility of any changes we might need to do in defense um, over the coming weeks, which uh, which gives us a bit of fluidity. And um, yeah, I think Gunnar Emery is going to be licking his lips at having him back in the squad. Absolutely. It gives us another option too. Um, like we spoke at length, the two places we can't afford injuries are 
you know, those four players, that that defensive block, the two the two sixes and our two centre halves, because we're 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 light in that department. So having that other option there is great. I hope we see him back in there, and and most of all for his sake, I hope he's back to his best and is in uh, good health and doesn't affect his game going forward because injuries like that can have a lasting effect on the mind, even going into tackles and stuff like that. So um, I'm sure he's had plenty of game time on the grass in in training and that he's well able and ready to come back. I let you clear your your throat there. I was just going to say, I let you clear your throat there while I try and wrestle with the sound on my my, um, headset. I'm going to be blown away out of it for a minute. Uh, After a minute, shall I say. Um... Okay, I'm going to come to some of your comments there, guys, because uh, as I say, I did. Uh, I'm going to let me actually. Do you know what? We haven't even seen the the West, West Ham, Ham team, team yet. So let's have a little look at West Ham team. Clear, oh, clear, 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 clear. West. Um, Diego Carlos is trending in football. Diego Carlos is trending. <laughs> Starting eleven is Ariola Kerr. Agard, uh, Zuma, so three at the back. Emerson and yeah, it looks like Emerson and Bone, the two wing backs with Rice, Suchek, and Paqueta and Ben Rama in that midfield, and Danny Ings up top. So, um, a lot of Villa fans uh, wondering would it be Danny Ings in there or would Antonio make the make the team? Antonio hasn't even made the bench because he got a a kick uh against Larnaca. Uh, their substitutes bench are Anang. Uh, so goalie with Johnson, Agbona, Finn, um, what's his name? Is it Finn Downs? No, it's not. I can't remember what he's, he's, he's first name. Finley Downs or something. Uh, Max Corne, uh, Cresswell, Fornals, Lanzini and Skamaka on the bench. Um, so a really strong team. Probably the strongest team that they could have, arguably, that Michael Antonio would be in there, I think, if he was fit. But apart from that, I think that they have their strongest team, obviously, outside of Luke, uh, Lucas Fabianski and goals. But I think it's either or between those two goalkeepers because they've got really good uh, goalkeeper depth. Um, <clears throat> talk to me, Paddy. Yeah, pretty pretty much as expected. Uh, I think the only one that we didn't expect to see was Kerr. He, he was carrying an injury and was doubtful, so he's made the team, so he'll make them stronger. Um, they're hard to break down, but they're they're not, they're toothless in attack. That's that's basically the story of their season. They can't score goals, so we we're just we're just gonna have to be patient with this one. As I said, sit deep, let them come at us, and then hit them on the break. And that's you know, when you've got Bailey in the team, that's what he's there for. So I hope we I hope we see him. <laughs> and his bursting pace today, and and Watkins is obviously very pacey as well. But that that's how I see the game being won today. It'll be a game of chess for the first fifteen minutes. I, I can't remember did I say this on the live one or the one before, but I said it there. I don't think you did. No, because we hadn't <laughs> seen the West Ham team at that stage. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, we were too busy nattering about the Villa team. Um. Yeah. So look, they're there for the taking. I, I'd imagine there's not going to be a lot of goals in this. I'm going to predict a two-one victory. With a goal for Ollie Watkins. Two goals for Ollie Watkins and one for Danny Ings. Well, let me go to some of your, your guys' comments. So we've got people in from Finland. Oh, sorry, we've got people in from Brazil, firstly. Connor, how are you doing from Brazil? Stevens in Finland. Martin is in New Zealand, where it's nearly 2 a.m. there. Yeah, you're going to need the um, the smelling salts to stay up, I think, for for, for this game. Uh, if it's 2 a.m. there already. What, what about uh, this one, Neil? What about this one? Oh, yes, that's the one I was looking for. Sean Hennessy from Mongolia. Is it inner or outer Mongolia, Mongolia, Sean? I was actually looking. I was. Uh, this is this night stuff. 
there is no such thing as Inner Mongolia, which oh, there's no such thing as one of them anymore. That it was uh, one of them. Anyway, I can't. I, I don't want to get into a diplomatic argument with anybody here. But I did some reading up in Mongolia. I just wish I could. Uh, I could remember what it was recently because somebody mentioned about Outer Mongolia, and I went, "Is there such a place as Outer Mongolia?" And when I went to look at it, there's no like. I can't remember what it is. Go look at it yourselves. This isn't what you come here for. It'll make me make an idiot out of myself. So uh, look it up yourselves. Romania for hookah see. Excellent. Where else is everybody? Till we, uh, till we flick up those. Um, and while we're waiting for you to pop that in into the um, into the to the chat room here, uh, small heat for <laughs> for Mister <laughs> Raven. Uh, a, a view from the stand says up the villa. Everybody, uh, where else are we? Back room says going to be a tough game because they're always very physical in the middle of the park. But I'm hoping Unai's tactics will win the day. A tight 2-1 Villa win up the Villa. McBees, John, good to see you. Two teams with a negative goal difference in their home record is very similar to our away one, but the momentum is with us. So a 2-0, 2-1 win for us will do very nicely. I know Ronan Ward had our record against West Ham is last, 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 draw, draw, last, draw. And it's time to Emery that like that was we a, did. I thought he was trying to type a village in Wales there. <laughs> Grandigno, um, or something along those lines. Um, I went to school with a guy whose mother was from Wales and she was from this town, had like 42,000 letters in it as well. But he was able to pronounce it, and uh, uh, yeah, I never fully got around to being able to pronounce it. But um, it, as Ronan says here, it's time to emery that, like we did with the third shirt, which I've got hanging up off screen there. And um, we've, we've gotten rid of that hex, let's get rid of this hex here as well. Um, where else are we? I'm just going to scroll through here and see what else we have. Uh, Sean says we need to shackle their box-to-box midfielders today, drop back and allow pot shots, and we'll be up against, against it. Like last time, uh, actually, here's one for you. The day after my daughter was born in 2021, glad I got that right, um, on the 30th of October 2021, we, we, that was the day that Ashley Young came on in central midfield if you guys will remember. And I was watching in the maternity ward, and I've told this story a couple of times, but Ben Johnson pops up and cracks one into the back of the net. And then Declan Rice sticks one in from like 25 yards, and you're just kind of smacking your head off a wall. Like, uh, it's... I And, and I couldn't roar and shout at the, at the iPad because uh, there was a lot of convalescing mothers inside in the maternity ward. I probably shouldn't have been... I probably should have been taking more care of my child and my, and my partner than I should have been watching the match. But look... Uh, Priorities, priorities, priorities. Um, but you're right, Sean, and that's why I always have kind of PTSD about that game, like because we had very similar team that we do now, and they they just came straight through the middle of us, and they took pot shots from outside the box, and we weren't able to defend them. So we're a much different outfit, outfit now. So that would be a nice test as well. Um, where else are we here? Um, did it? Somebody was asking us if there was ever going to be a live. Uh, for the love of Paul McGrath podcast, I can't find that tweet. Brendan, Brendan Walsh, it was Brendan Walsh. I think I thought it was Brendan. Yeah, mm, got me thinking, Brendan. You got me thinking. We had thought about it before. There it is. We had thought. We ever get live for the love of Paul McGrath podcast before a big match? Points, Paddy and Neil. Imagine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, difficult. Like could be done. Could easily could, be done. Could be done. Won't be this season though, but it could be done. Um. 
So I <laughs> now I can see all the all the messages, but where the hell are we? Um, ba -ba -ba -bum, where else are we? Tim makes a good point here. Bundia, not sure Bundia is so effective against physical teams like West Ham. Would have preferred Chambers and keep McGinn in his position. Um, that was that's kind of my thinking about maybe keeping Bundia further up the field to be able to use uh, his diagonal runs. Bundia is a superb diagonal runner to get on the ball, uh, and he also does a lot of the dirty work around the place. I think he'll probably be tasked in this game with uh with sticking with um Emerson Palmier and, and not letting him go for go too far forward. Um if he is played on that side. Actually, that's a good question, Paddy. Do you think that Jacob Ramsey will take up that left position or will he be shifted over to the right and keep Buendia on the left? I'd imagine he'd be shifted over to the right, but I would imagine, yeah, if if that's how we're gonna play it with, with McGinn sitting deeper, he would he will uh, he will definitely switch him and put put Buendia off the left. Makes sense. I think it does too. Um, I think it does too. Um, where are we here? I'm going to come back down. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. A couple of people nervous about today. A um, couple of people mentioning about Danny Ings as well, uh, that they should just pay out on him scoring. No. Um, <laughs> as I said in the pro in the pro in the, the, the pre-match, and this isn't a way of trying to jinx it or anything like that. He just doesn't play with Aston Villa anymore, so I'm not going to spend an awful lot of time talking about him or worrying about him. I worry about every player on that on that West Ham team um, as much as I worry about Danny Ings. And like, if he scores, he fucking scores. I'd be as pissed off as anybody else, but like, we'll win 2-1, so it won't really matter. Um, <laughs> I think uh, is my way of... Uh, uh, my my less amped up way of saying it than I was on the pre-match show. And if you haven't seen the pre-match show, go and watch that because uh, we came in hot and heavy. Um, well, I did anyway um, on that podcast. Um, then Donker is... So a couple of questions there. What's wrong with Den Donker? Um, Den Donker had a... Domestic injury. Domestic accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose my mind always goes towards... Well, so no, there was a domestic incident. Did he say domestic injury or domestic incident? I can't remember what he said. Because the domestic injury in my mind always goes to the Santiago Canizares, the goalkeeper for Valencia in Spain, when he dropped the aftershave bottle and ended up rupturing one of the main tendons in his foot and he was out for months. Or the Robbie Keane, was it Robbie Keane that was leaning over for the for the remote control and jarred his back and was out for a couple of months? Or was that Roy, uh, Rio Ferdinand? Can't um, remember. Or the Darius Vassell who took a drill to a Veruca on his foot and... Uh, <laughs> I, I was I, I got infected and he was out for like four or five weeks. Like all those those mad. So my mind mm. always goes to that. I prefer if they just said he's a small bit of a strain, <laughs> you know. But a domestic injury makes it sound like his house could have burned down. A domestic injury. That that's what that kind of that's what yeah. that could have meant. But um, it always, it always the one that sticks out with me is Munster had a huge game years ago when Peter Claus he burned himself. Of, Lighting a fire in his garden. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. But people um, have lives yeah. too. Things go wrong. <laughs> yeah, know, we exactly. all, we all, uh, we all do stupid things. And <laughs> who knows if it was a stupid thing? We'll, we'll, we'll probably find out in the long run. But if yeah. he, if he was that, if, if, it, if it had been Bubakar Kamara, people would have been asking a lot more questions than they are. But anyway, mm -hmm. he'll yeah, be fine. I'm sure. He was training yesterday. He just didn't have enough in him to to make it today. So. Then Donker, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a fitness test for him today as well. And, and look, I suppose questions once again. We mentioned this as well, Paddy, in our in our superb seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes of absolute gold, broadcasting gold that will never see the light of day. But we did mention as well that you know, with a selection like this, in a game like this, that Villa fans are kind of chomping at the bit, going, 
Jesus, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if we won this game? And if we do win this game, we only go like is things one point behind Brentford or two points behind Brentford or something like that. And we really grow a massive gap between us and the second half of the table. Like it'll be 10 yeah. points of a gap between ourselves and Crystal Palace. That's massive. That's like there's something like four points between between Leeds and Palace at the moment or something along those lines. I, I don't know as a palace, but Leeds and, and somebody like in 13th position yeah. in the league. So like the, there's six points, points between Crystal Palace and the bottom of the league. Bottom Not. of the league, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then well, we I mean, were further seven points ahead. So like, yeah. if we get 10 yeah. points ahead there, any any one of those nine teams are in danger, as far as I can see, with, with only six points. You just see the, the, the changes that go on when somebody scores the league table, somebody jumps up for, for, uh, for uh, was it, uh, who was Bournemouth, wasn't it, yesterday? He jumped four or five places by yeah. just winning a game. It's nuts. Yeah. I don't oh. think it's ever been as close as that. We've got people in from Kosovo today, Paddy, watching from Pristina and Kosovo, and they're going with two nights nice. today. We've got, and this is the most exotic place you can ever think of, the home of Joe Dolan. I think it's Joe Dolan as Mullingar, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, where the, that's where the statue is. And for those of you who don't know who Joe Dolan is, after this, type into YouTube the words Joe Dolan. And you'll be you'll you'll hear Irish singing royalty is what you will hear. Mm. Um, <laughs> we've got people in Austin, Texas. We've got people in Dajjal in Pakistan on these holidays. Excellent. We've got Thailand here as well. We've got Brighton. We've got Hollywood. Oh no, I'm in Hollywood, but in Birmingham. Okay, <laughs> I did fall for that one, Mike. <laughs> I was like, Hollywood, Alice Springs. We've got people in Alice Springs. Wow. Uh, I I thought Sean said he was in Stato's house. <laughs> I was going to go. I hope Stato knows you. Hope Stato knows you're there. Jesus, Ardington, Norway, Tetford, Sutton Coldfield, um, Cincinnati. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, wow, Inner Mongolia. This is this is what I read, Alex. Inner Mongolia is now a province in China, and Outer Mongolia is Mongolia. That's exactly what I read, but I couldn't I couldn't remember whether like Inner Mongolia was actually Mongolia and Outer Mongolia was part of China. China, so I didn't want to make a fool of myself. We have California. We've got Vicenza. Have I been to Vicenza? I think I have. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I've been to Venice and Verona, and I think I was in Vicenza. So look, I'll have to get back to you on that one as well. This is, I, I can't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have time to be going through where I haven't haven't been. Um, Massachusetts, Sandback, Dudley, uh, Litchfield, <laughs> Sunny Birmingham, um, Outer Limerick, <laughs> uh, Walsall, Guernsey, Darwin, Longbridge. Excellent, excellent. Poland, we've got Poland. Um, excellent. Paisley, Scotland again. Super stuff, guys. Um, right. 
we've nearly nattered on for Paddy. We've been here for forty-two minutes. I left my I left my better half inside, going back in twenty minutes there, and I could have been back in twenty minutes only for uh, some technical gremlins. Um, and for any of you listening on the audio podcast, yeah, you'll understand why there was no at the start of the podcast because I'm not going putting it in again afterwards because I'm going to own our mistake or own whatever mistake it was here uh, when you listen to the audio podcast. But anybody want to pop in what they think the score is going to be there while I go through my final thoughts on this? Um, I'll give you a couple of minutes to do that. So my final thoughts on this are, number one, you guys are absolute legends considering we started 17 minutes late and there's, there was 500 people watching at one stage. That might be the trick, Paddy. <laughs> the trick might be to keep people waiting. But Jesus, that's that's actually fantastic. And thank you so much to absolutely every single one of you who's watched and taken the time to watch. Um, but my, my thoughts on this are very much a case of um, we're going to have a, a West Ham team who their back three played in Larnaca at the, uh, during the week. Their uh, right back played in Larnaca during the week. Um, who else played? Who else played? Who else played? Ben Ra- did Ben Rama play? The majority of them, bar Danny Ings, got off the bench anyway, at least, and got got time in their legs. They've mm. had a trip back from Cyprus, which is what about a four or five hour flight from Cyprus. Whether they came back on Friday, whether they came back directly on Thursday night, whether they came back yesterday, I don't know. Aston Villa have been in uh probably in the belfry or wherever for the last uh, last while with the legs uh, with the legs up or, or training hard or whatever the case is and waiting in the long grass i think gaston will have the edge on this one here because of results that happened yesterday and i think that you you can look at it in two ways and you can say pressure makes diamonds and that west ham have to come out swinging here now because of because how, of how concertina it is at the bottom of the the table but I think in this instance here, with the Europa League, Europa Conference game during the week, I think Aston Villa can really go into this game and go stifle, 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 get the fans' backs a small bit up because it'll be the fans that'll be more concerned about their league position today than the players will be. And if you can get the fans' backs up, catch them on the break, hit them with a goal, or maybe even get an early goal like Bailey has been getting in games previously, that will really be in Aston Villa's favour. And I think that's the way. I, I think that's the way that the go, game is going to go. Villa are going to soak pressure. The crowd will start to get a small bit antsy. We might catch them on the break. And as you said, you think it's going to be two one. I'm still going to go with a one 0 Aston Villa win. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a really nervy game for both teams because I think Villa are going to want to win this game. Obviously, I think Villa are going to want to. I think Villa in the in the back of their mind believe that they can maybe hunt down one or two teams that are above them. And why shouldn't they? Because a win today really puts you in the mix. But a loss today does kind of set you back from looking up the table a small bit more. It doesn't put you looking backwards, but it sets you back from looking up the table. Mm. And I think I, I think Emery has brought in that kind of can do kind of feeling within this squad. So I think that they will. I, I think that they will be very proud of getting uh, keeping a clean sheet and a one nil win and being a, having this be a boring, boring game as long as they come out of it with the result. Yeah, I t- look, the, the pressure's all on West Ham today. We're we're playing without fear. Um, I, I'm certainly not looking down the table. I think another couple of wins gets us onto 40 points, doesn't it? <laughs> or yes. even one, one win, is it? Win, I, I can't think, remember. Yeah. I looked at it yesterday. Um, but the, the pressure is all on them. We just got to soak it up and then hit them on the break. They will They will be have tired legs, absolutely. So the longer it goes without conceding, the more chance we have of winning this game. Yeah, two wins gets us onto 40 points. I think the way that the concertina effect is at the bottom of the table, I think even 34. 
I think even 32 or 30, 33 points might actually even keep you up this season. Um, you know, the way things are going. Um, but Aston Villa wouldn't even be thinking about that. You know, win today. Oh, gives us massive... You know, he, he even he even answered questions about qualifying for Europe in the in the press yeah. conference. So he's certainly not worrying about where he's gonna <laughs> looking down anyway, he's looking up. So mm-hmm. anyway, long way to go, yeah. Long way to go yet is right. Matthew Long, thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate that, man. Really, really, really appreciate it. Let's go down through your scores. And uh, hopefully I don't uh, I don't uh, forget any of them. So start off with Pat Max, 5-2 to Aston Villa. Then we have Sai, 1-0. Uh, 1-0. Hart says, my head says no idea. Um, Four for, oh, I thought this is formation. 4 for 2, Connor. But yes, that's very Sean Dyche in the amount of people watching there. For, oh, it's 4 2 2 even. Look, I got to go back to bed. I'm not having the best of days here, am I? Tim Mosley says 2 1 to Villa. Bailey can get his, if Bailey can get his running boots on. Daz Bull says 2 0 Villa. Buck Gallant says 2 0 Villa. Uh, Damien L says 2 1 to us. Jet says 4 1 Villa. Buendia Brace. Uh, Hitton Pokar says Tepid 1 1. Uh, Villa Treings 1 says Matthew Long um, uh, Martin McKeever says 2-0 Villa Jonathan Ridgeway says 4-2 to West Ham Oh no Jonathan um, Brett Riverbud says 2-1 West Ham Rachel Insel say, Lewis says 1-1 7-3 to Villa says N Willie Dogan says 2-1 to Villa James Cartwright says 1-1 Clean Sheet says Sewer Sounds uh, Martinez saves Nings penalty 0-0 or 1-0 Villa there's a lot in that one there's a lot of na- nerviness in that in that message I'll tell you it's also, um, it's also Emmy Martinez 100 game for us today Fast and Villa today exactly yeah so he's going to want to put on a show I hope he does and uh, uh, people are talking about um, putting bets on as I say only bet what you can bet and uh, it, it's like as I say when the fun stops stops but maybe put your money on him getting a yellow card today might be might be a good bet uh, Richie Ryan says 2-1 with Watkins and Bailey and Mac B says 2-1 uh, Watkins double Harry Lyden, Linden says 2-1 with Watkins Bailey and Ings Neil Bates says 1-0 to the Villa Buendia with a header from a corner he does like to score headers uh, Glenn says 2-1 to Villa 1-0 steal from the Villa says uh, he says uh, Scotty um, Pat says get the likes up I completely concur on that one as well Connor says 2-1 win to Villa Wayne says 3-1 to Villa Adam says agree with you everything you said from 12 from 1250 <laughs> to 107 um, Michael Parsons says 2-1 to Villa um, Hab says 1-0 Villa with a barely comeback Pete still says 1-0 Villa uh, HSS says Villa, 7-1 Villa in honor of the pod 1-7 for the 17 minutes that we have, have lost footage that we have uh, Dan says 3-1 uh, to the men 2-0 to the women, 6 points for Villa off West Ham today, that would be nice um, and uh, Aston Villa women are flying it in the, in, in the Women's Super League as well at the moment, uh, just Roy says he'll be, it'll be a tough one but it'll be 2-1 Villa, I agree, I think this is going to be a tough, tough game, uh, Lily Tate says 2-1 Villa, uh, Villa win with a Buendia brace, late Villa goal in, 70, in the 75th minute, steals the win and it's going to be Ali says Sean uh, 100, uh, 100 pres- uh, appearances for Debut today says Sai as well yeah Michael says uh, 2-1 Villa Duran with a worldy oh I would so 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 love it um, Audrey Lynch says 2-1 Ali and Emmy and obviously Ings to score for them a wham a, a double west a double wham from Duran Duran <laughs> are we going are we, are, are we going to let him away with a patty why not 
<laughs> well, why not? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You could if if you're right, we we'll let you away with it. Uh, for sure. Um, excellent stuff. I uh oh, we've got more here. Kevin Donnelly says two one Villa. Michael Richard says two one Villa. Duncan says three one Villa. Slubri says one 0 to the Villa. Ings Ings to score one 0 to the Villa. Um, the the Bladnator says seven 0 Villa. Giggs Sharma says three 0 James Brown says two one Villa. Andrew Munro says two 0 Villa, but not a classic. Um, where else? Where else? Brendan Watch says 2 0 Villa. Richard knows 6 6 0 to Villa if we score early. Uh, uh, F- be happy says flew one to Villa. Under is that 2 1 to Villa? Oh, it is 2 1 because there's the two afterwards. Um, 4 1 to Villa. Jerome will come off the bench and score 5 1 to Villa, says Connor. Uh, Sweet Camera says nil nil. Michael Richards says 2 1 again with Watkins with both. And PJ Coins says Jerome to score. And with that, we're going to leave it. Otherwise, I my partner will leave me for the amount of time I've been out here. Everybody, I really hope you enjoyed the game. So sound for waiting on for us today. And thank you so much to everybody for watching. Uh, we will be back with a post-match podcast at, uh, directly at, half, at full time as well. And we hope that you will join us for that. And we might have something in store for you later on this evening as well. Uh, keep an eye out on, on social media. Keep an eye out on social media. Might have something very something special for you guys later on this evening as well uh but we won't share anything just now uh keep an eye to social media and we'll see about that but everybody thank you so much for everything you've done for the podcast over the last week or two weeks or last two years or three years or however long we've been on but more so today and for waiting for us i hopefully get the result today stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.